Hello, my name is Lawson White and I'm the host of the Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue podcast. My aim is to educate you on hunting, fishing and cooking. I am no professional, but this is a hobby and I love what I do. I have a YouTube channel, an Instagram and a Facebook page. So head over there and hit the subscribe or the like button. And don't forget to share the podcast. G'day and welcome to another episode of Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue podcast. Today I am talking about fishing. Um, and I am by myself again, so we're doing another episode. I'm just going to do a couple of these, see how they go. I really enjoy making them. It's something a bit different. Um, but at the same time, I can kind of point out individual key points um, where if I'm talking to another hunter or fisherman, I can't do that as much. Um, it's more about my experiences. And that's to me, it's quite important. It's about my experiences because, you know, I, I've done a fair bit, but I'm no pro. Um, if you ever go out with me, I like to sit there and watch you. Uh, yeah, people kind of always ask me, what are you doing? I'm kind of a sit there and watch and learn. Um, I've gone out with quite a few professionals uh, in the hunting and fishing area. And majority of the time, you just sit there and watch. Um, and that's fine. But I can, that means I can share my experiences the best to you guys. So today episode, we're talking about fishing. And um, I've been fishing all my life. Um, and there's many different forms of fishing and that's what I love about fishing is there is so many different forms um, to, to start off fishing um, there's obviously you got to work out how you like to fish uh, for example bait or lures that's normal that's normally the question uh, I know guys who just let just use lures and will not even let you take a, you know, a dirty pack of prawns on the boat and that's no dramas at all I like I will admit I have done trips where it's just lures and I've enjoyed it, um, but I, I I like to be a bit lazy and go back to bait every now and then. Um, I do a trip, try and do an annual annual year trip um, up to North Queensland or Cape York or sorry that's the same place basically, uh, Northern Territory. And I the first few times it was basically just lures. Um, had great success. I enjoyed every second of it, but you sometimes just the fish aren't on the bite. Where a live bait would entice that fish, uh, even though a lure couldn't. So, you know, there are professionals there that can catch uh, fish on lures, and I don't know how they do it. I've I've had a red hot crack. I've used light line. I've used you know. I've I've studied lure fishing quite quite a fair bit. I've I'm into the studying and learning, you know, what the professionals are doing. I've asked people. Um, so it's it's not like I'm from lack of trying. It's just sometimes I would like to go and use some bait. If you haven't seen a YouTube channel recently, um, we made a mine, Dan, Henry, and uh, myself headed up to Log Dump Creek. Now, you probably couldn't see it on the videos, but I was actually flicking at the same time as using live bait, and I didn't get a single hit the whole trip. The place is quite fished out, uh, and we didn't have a sounder, so I, I am quite dependent on my sounder. Um, I'm a, a fisherman. I'm a fisherman that really sits on the sounder and and, and uses it qu quite a fair bit, but also at the same time, if I see structure, the side scan's not working. Um, like for example that weekend it's quite difficult to work out if the fish are there or not so that's where a good old piece of live bait comes in you drop it down beside the, the structure and see how you go 
So back to the first original question is how do you like to fish? So we'll go to lures and selection of lures. So my biggest tip for um, any starting fisherman, and in this instance is talk to your bait and tackle. Um, I don't go to BCF too often. Um, <clears throat> I have a few times and I do, you know, when I need some certain stuff and I've just got to rush home. But I always try and go to the individually owned um, fishing shops just because their knowledge is a little bit more, um, you know, the, the good fishermen tend to support a local business. Not all the time, but the, the little guys tend to know a lot of information they're happy to share. Uh, I'm up on Sunshine Coast and there is two shops that I go. Um, I can't remember the names. It was one at Maruchidor and there's another one at Markula. And the guy in Markula, he's helped me out a lot. Um, there's two guys in there and they just give me what lure works and they are spot on. I, I um, purchased a rod and reel from them, a light setup just for flicking for brim. And they, he showed me it was the... Um, Grease oil, Z-Man trap lure, um, very little, small little grub lure, and I had heaps of success on it. Um, that's just something, you know, I was a stage where I was just learning and trying to uh, work out the situation on what kind of gear I should be using, and we're going to talk about that next. So, lures, lures is the, for me, Google, talk to people who fish all the time, um, and if you've got a sounder, you need, it, it's kind of matched the hatch, I feel. Um, if you're in deep water, I always try to like to use big soft plastics, uh, vibes. I love vibe fishing. Um, I love going to the Brisbane River and dropping a vibe down. Um, it's, it's something that I really like doing. I try and do that if I can when I've got some free time. It's pretty difficult. Um, you don't always catch your jewel or your threadies there. Um, well, I, I, I went there last time and I had a dry run, but the time before that I, I caught something, but that was on live bait. So, yeah, you're going to have your good days and you're going to have your bad days with lures. So, it's you've got to do your research on your lures. Um, vibes, I always... Vibes are kind of my go-to lure. Um, I always find them easy to use. Uh, you can't stuff them up, let them hit the bottom, give them a quick twitch you know, half a, half a, you know, half a foot, and then bring it up a metre, you know, and then let it drop back to the bottom. I, I'm pretty, pretty relaxed, and they kind of do their own work for you. You don't have to do too much fishing, so to speak, on lures. But the beauty about a vibe as well is you can put in the rod holder, the bait will move, and it'll do its work, and you'll probably catch a fish just doing it that way. Um, I've, I didn't film it, but I, it was a bit of a story. We're in the Brisbane River. Um, I had Reggie with me, uh, a mate of mine, anyway, so Reggie was, um, I think he was hooking up another live bait or a dead bait, and um, he just clicked the old uh, bait caster into the rod holder, and bang, 60 centimetre or 50 centimetre uh, snapper, beautiful fish, um, yeah, easy as, didn't even have to do any work, and it was just a little bit of um, vibrations from the, the lure on the bottom, obviously enticed that snapper and smack. Um, nothing better, so we drink a coffee anyway. So I am rambling a little bit because I, I do love doing this. Um, the next thing is for me, so lure fishing, off the way I go about it is match the hatch, 
Um, work out your depths. Uh, I always find light line is better. Um, lighter, lighter the leader, lighter the line, the better you're going to be. But at the same time, if you're in the somewhere like the reef or Brisbane River where you're going to get a, a possible good snapper or a good Jew or a thready, you want that 20, 30 pound line where you, you're going to have a good fight. Um, I've gone with guys who have used light, light line. They've caught, they've, sorry, they've had a good hits, hit up succession rate. Like they have hit up lots of fish because they're on such light line. But they also lose quite a few because they can't put the foot down when they need to. So that's pretty important. You've got to work out, okay, is it worth having less hits but catching the fish? Or, you know, my, my, my general outfits are 20, 20, um, 20 pound braid with uh, 30 mono, it's like leader, uh, or 30 with uh, 30. With 30. Uh, I'm pretty old school. My d dad's pretty um, basic with all that kind of stuff. It was always 6A hook and piece of uh, live mullet or something like that. But that's what I'm trying to say is talk to your... I'm not going to talk about individual tackle and individual, you know, how to go about your rod and reel because I'm not a professional and I just don't think that's fair for me to go go and buy a 50 pound uh, braid and 30 pound mono and you're going to catch fish every day. Well, you probably are, but I don't know because all I use and I catch fish on it is 30 pound braid, 30 pound leader. Um, the lures swim well, I think that's good enough for me. Um, people might tell me something else, um, but that does me enough. So <clears throat> I can talk a bit more about this next topic is catching bait and live bait. So I talked a little bit about in the last YouTube episode where I'm looking around with a cast net throwing around. I believe um, if you're lazy, not lazy fisherman, but I believe if you want to have fun um, and not stress too much, get yourself a live bait tank, um, an aerator or a bucket, uh, and go get a cast net or a drag net. I don't think, I'm not 100% sure, but drag nets might be illegal in some states. Um, I'm too lazy to get it, I just get a cast net and that'll do. So get a cast net, find your live bait, throw it out, try and get you know, that little six inch mullet, and I, I have so much more fun doing it that way because if you want to hold the rod you can feel a little mullet just going going hard and um i've got some footage i'll try and put it up later if i remember there's um <coughs> reggie and i catch a dewy um at night one time and you're watching the rod tip and the rod tips you can see that mullet is just he's shitting bricks because he's about to get crunched and um He's working hard, he's working hard, and he's trying to get away from this uh, this Jew. There's only a Jew about, I think it was 65, so it's not a big Jew. But <clears throat> I just love the, and it sounds a bit gladiatorish, but I, I just love the whole idea of live bait. It's, um, to me, it's just, it's great fishing, because, you know, you're going to drop it down, and somebody's going to eat it. Sometimes it doesn't, and that's just fishing. But, um, yeah, catching live bait, so... There's a couple of ways uh, you can do it by small line and a lot of people do that out the reef when you're heading out to the reef you go and find little schools of um, herring and, and so forth and you just drop down a light line with little pieces of bait and you can catch live bait that way uh, just because it's too deep to throw a cast net. 
catch and then you can also do yabbies and i really enjoy doing and i'm going to do an episode on, on youtube one day is i'm going to do an episode on yabbies and small bread and butter species i find it a lot of fun i think it's quite uh quite cool i love doing it with my kids so you go around with the yabby pump yabby pumps only <coughs> oh yabby pump would be i think last time i saw it was 50 60 bucks uh the bigger one's probably 80 and you walk around and you just pump on the mud flaps around the holes and you're going to pop up a yabby so i'll i'll do a little bit more um filming on the yabby pumping situation and i'll do a good episode on yabby pumping and bread and butter species species but yabbies and kids are great because my two kids they they jump all over the yabbies they love it um the five-year-old's terrified of them but she wants to get involved and the, the 22 month year old has no idea about pain um have a drink of coffee so with the yabby pump walk around pump yabbies and catch your live your live bait worming as well i love um, i suck at it i can't do it very well but catching live bait uh sorry live worms is is a great way for beach fishing so i i've done a little bit of it to be honest i'm terrible at it um i was down the beach a couple of months ago and this guy just pulled six up straight in front of me and i couldn't even and then he he offered to give me a hand and he got me a couple as well so I'm still learning the art of worming on the sand. I'm not very good at it. Uh, I hate bending over because my back's pretty bad. So if you want to catch sandworms, get a bag of um, you know, old fish frames or something like that. Put a net or a stocking and just walk up and down the beach and you'll see, um, you'll see little heads pop up on the sand. It's like a V and that's your worms. And that's where, you know, you'll go to our YouTube channel and ask and type in sandworms and how to do that because um it's once you get it you get it i haven't got it yet <laughs> and that's me being honest um because i you know i've living in the bush you don't get a chance to have a look at the old beach worm too much too much so that's a kind of a, a winter expedition up here is to have a crack at catching some more beach worms so Beach worms, yabbies, uh, cast netting for mullet. So we'll talk about, um, you know, the situations. Uh, for example, the situation you put yourself in. So I, I like to use a boat um, for my fishing because I always just, I, I, I like using a sounder. I like going to certain spots, trying to find um, new ground, new structure, um, and going through that way and finding the new the new ground really like i think it's quite exciting looking around the sounder and um but also you can fish on land um i tend to do that with lures a bit more you know popping around small grubs um little z-man grubs and uh yeah so i try and do that a fair bit actually uh, it's more of a relaxation for me i get i've got a little 10 pound uh 10 pound little fishing line I use with a little, I got a kid's rod there I use for bait just for, for, for shits and gigs but for me fishing is just I just want it's a relaxation I don't go and do it to um you know look out for sponsors and stuff like that but um you know I just love I love fishing so boat and then inland on land is the two two ways of doing it so let's talk about a boat so 
For me, you obviously need your safety gear, your life jackets, your flares, your V sheets. Um, I have, you know, you need an anchor. That's you, you need that no matter what. But another thing I have started to, um, I've used in the last few years is electric motor. The simplified way of using an anchor. Um, put that thing in. Takes two seconds. It's quiet. It's simple. And what you do when you do is put spot lock and you're on the spot. If you go off your spot a little bit, it'll bring you back up and it'll spot your lock back in that position. If you're not happy, um, for example, when I, we were, when I fished the Brisbane River, you basically work out where the current's going, you put yourself in uh, a good position and you just float until you see some fish, spot lock it, hit it, drop your vibe down and do as many vibes as you can, um, you know, and see how you go with catching your fish that way um, and I love doing that at the reef too you just put the spot lock on put the spot lock off and you just work out where you know the best place is to be for um, for your fish so and like I said guys I'm no professional at this but this is how I fish and I, I try and do things very very simple so that just saves throwing an anchor in and out um, I find Especially going to the reef. Um, Dad and I are out in Morton one day in his in Dad's big boat and trying to use um, an anchor from 30, me <laughs> 30 meters, trying to pull one of those suckers in, it's pretty it's pretty hard. So it's not an easy feat um, getting an anchor up from a long distance. So that's why I use the Mincator. Mincator just makes it a little bit more not the Mincator, but electric motor, but I use a Mincator. So use the Mincator, get you in the spot you need to be, spot lock it, save doing the anchor. Much quieter, much easier, less work, and more enjoyable for your fishing. So another one comes to is a sounder. So on your boat, I try and have, I use Garmin just because I like Garmin. I find Garmin user-friendly. Um, I've never had an issue with it. I've just got a striker in my tinny, um, and my brother's got an eco map, and my other mate's got an eco map that I go out on. So, with the sounders, I have two setups I use. I used to like I, I like to use the maps on a small screen, but I used to I like to use the side view. Um, if you can learn how to read the side view which means it's probably, I set it up 15 meters each side of me. Um, so you really picture yourself looking straight down your boat. You've got a tiller while you're driving. You look straight down and that is actually 15 meters each side of the boat. Um, and you're looking directly down on top of it. So you, you get to look for the shadows. So that's how you picture, uh, pick up fish uh, doing side view. So if you're gonna go up near a mangrove, you gotta be you know, not too close, but close enough. And you can always find little schools of barra sitting under the mangroves using your side scan, or, you know, you can see the, see the flathead, or, um, you know, you can even spot crocodiles and sharks. So having a good sounder and learning how to use a sounder is, is a very, very good um, indicator. A little story, my dad can't read a sounder to save his life. Um, I got him the Ryan Moody online, and now he's very, uh, he's sufficient at reading a sounder. Um, I'll probably purchase a Moody or I'll probably go out Nick White one day uh, just to advance my skills a bit more on how to read fish. And, and I can read if it's a fish or not, but I don't know the species yet. And 
I've seen footage where Ryan Moody's picked up a picked up Red Emperor on a on the sounder and like I don't know how he does it, but that's just something that I'm looking forward to learning it, learning how to read a sounder the right way. Um, so it's about educating yourself. I hate going fishing and not catching anything. So why not educate yourself on the topic? Um, you know, I think Moody's um, lesson one or two is only like 50 bucks or something. So 50 buck lesson. Um, I can come back and I can catch more fish and then that 50 bucks is probably, you know, if I go to the reef one day and catch 200 bucks worth of fillets, well, that's paid for itself pretty quickly. So, yeah. So really it comes down to, um, in the end of the day, fishing. Um, for me, it comes down to educating yourself and working out the best way. Um, you know, if you like lures, use lures. If you like bait, use bait. Um, I always found fresh is best. Um, for lures, I always found match the hatch. So, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you can have a good day or a bad day on just working out what's the best, um, you know, best way to fish that place. For example, I, um, I know it sounds a bit different, well not different, but I don't know how other people do it, but it's checking out, for example, uh, Brisbane River or Sydney Harbour, working out what people are using on that, um, on that day. Um, for example, there's people on certain pages who um, will always share, they always share, and that's credit to them. Um, there's a few people in Brisbane that share and they do a really, really great job at the community of fishing and they share what they're using, what bait and, you know, there's, that's just the way fishing for me should be, um, you know, I'm not taking, not taking people to their spots, for example, I don't need to take people to the, you know, they worked hard to find that spot, that's it, um, but I'm talking about bait wise, so they, um, they share their what kind of bait they're using. They go and catch it. Um, you know, they show a picture of the nice thready or dewy, and they say, "Oh, this is was this is what we caught it on." So, matching the hatch, education are the two biggest things I find on the area. So, um, if you don't know, like I said, go to your bait and tackle shop. Um, I go to a couple in Brisbane. There's two I use. One's at Cooperoo, um, and the other one is in Logan, which is Ivan Lee's, I think it's Ivan Lee, uh, the bait and tackle shop. So those guys are always happy. Um, can't, I think the other place is um, in Cooperoo, what's the, what are they called? The Tackle Warehouse, I think it's called. Um, they're pretty pretty good guys. They all talk to you and they all fish. And same with uh, the bait and tackle. They all fish as well. They're nice guys. I like bait and tackle for my lures because they have the Japanese... Um, vibes and uh, I have had lots of success on them um, you know we've I've taken them up to the Cape and just come back with none um, because <clears throat> I've either had to change the hooks on them or I've just been busted off so I love the uh, I think they're IMO IMO I think it is but you can buy them at bait and tackle shop uh, so I'll wrap it up guys it's a bit of a different episode I apologize it's one of those um, you know I do ramble for 10-20 minutes but you know fishing to me I love it I use it as a hobby I, I'm not a big person on going out every day 
but if I could I would um, and, I, and I love different kinds of fishing so I love flicking lures I love catching bait with the kids I love going catching big mullet and dropping big baits down and seeing what you can pull up but um, for me fishing education wise is learn your area learn your knots knots are a big one um, learn what works and what doesn't work um, and you can't expect to go and you know, rock up with something with 80 pound line and catch a brim on it. You, it's, you know, you're going to catch a fish one day, but it's just not the right, not the right setup. So, learning to have the right setup um, would be another big <coughs> little tip from the taking away from this podcast is learn to have the right setup. Working out what is the best setup for you. For example, I use I think it's <coughs> four pound leader four pound line that's probably a bit heavy for some people to think um, for just for my flicking for flathead and for brim and whiting um, that's a great little flicky rod nice light line you know um, you have to tie the right knots to get the, the, the uh, ideal NFG to get through the eyelets um, yeah and it's a great little little rod so learning your rods and your reels and having the right setup is, is a big thing um, you know, for your finesse fishing, we'll call it, for your finesse fishing. So, I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. Probably key points are education. Um, education on what you want to use, uh, as in t- what you need to use. But, um, yeah, I think I think that's basically it, guys. So, um, have a great day. Thank you for listening. Um, forget, Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe, and tell your mates. There you have it, guys. There's another episode. Don't forget to hit that like button, uh, share, find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.